the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Whether we recognize it or not, the world needs a Savior. Someone who can pay the price for the massive debt of sin that we owe. Join us today as Pastor Rander takes a look back at how God did for Israel what He desires to do for each of us today in this message, The Redeemer and Savior of Israel. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Don't stop text, stop texting and start texting the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judge, Ruth, verse. Start texting the Bible. And stop texting all these folks that you don't know anyway. They don't care about you. You go to the hospital, they're not coming to see you. You say they love you. They don't love you. God loves you. Folk turn their love on and off like hot water. <laughs> Pursuing a relationship with people without a relationship with Christ. Some folk rather be around their friends than be around Jesus. We must make much of Christ for he is our only hope. Look at verse 9. Let all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us former things? Let them bring out their witnesses that they may be justified. Or let them hear and say, it is truth. Isaiah mocks the useless gods of the nations because of their inability to accurately predict the future. Like these old sad, quacky psychics. These psychics, so, they know so much, they ought to be able to fix the economy. They ought to be able to tell, tell Obama what to do. You know, if they know so much, they don't know. As a matter of fact, uh, if they're in the store, I need to tell them, well, where's the sugar? Show me what all that's on. You, you know? Uh, 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 he, mocks, he mocks these crazy folk uh, uh, claiming uh, they see things and predicting and don't see nothing but, but demons and devils. God, through Isaiah, calls on the nations to produce witnesses who can give evidence that their God have made predictions in the past that has come true. The silence of their worthless idols proves that they are powerless. They are useless and have no credibility. However, God, through the prophet Jeremiah, also accurately prophesied that Cyrus would deliver Israel from Babylon. For it says in Ezra chapter 1, verses 1, 2, and 3, it says, Now the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. See, it came to pass. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in writing, saying, Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, all the kingdoms of the earth, the Lord God of heaven has given me, and he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who 
is among you of all his people. May his God be with him and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord uh, God of Israel. He is God, which is in Jerusalem. Here, the prophecy of Jeremiah comes to pass when Cyrus come on the scene and does what is prophesied with 100% accuracy. Go to verse 10 in the text. It says, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. My friend Israel witnessing uh, the accuracy of God's prophecy helped them to know and believe that her God is the only true and living God. God is supreme and he transcends any other gods. God chose Israel to be a witness exclusively for himself and to give him all praise. Israel was to give him all honor and all glory. And the Lord's church today must be doing the same thing if we're going to give him glory. God existed before any God was made with human hands and will continue to exist long after the idols of this world perish. God has no equal. Did you hear what I said? God has no equal. He alone is God all by himself. Look at verses 11 through 15, if you will. Verses 11 through 15. Israel promised deliverance from Babylon. Israel promised deliverance from Babylon. Verse 11 says, I, even I, the Lord, and besides me, there is no savior. I have declared and saved. I have proclaimed and and there was no foreign God among you. Therefore, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, that I am God. Indeed, before the day was, I am he. And there is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I work and 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 who will reverse it? Thus said the Lord, your redeemer, the holy one of Israel. For your sake, I will send to Babylon and bring them all down. As fugitives, the Chaldeans who rejoice in their ships, you know, their mighty glory and their uh, military uh, ships and all that stuff. I am the Lord, your holy one, the creator of Israel, your king. In verse 11, savior is another title of God that Isaiah frequently uses. The Lord declares himself to be the Lord. Your holy one, the creator of Israel, your king. And that all, that's, that's what God, that's, that's who God ought to be to us today. He ought to be our Lord, our holy one, our creator, our king. He is our only true and living savior. In verse 12, just as God declared in advance that he would deliver Israel from Egyptian captivity, as it says in Exodus chapter three, verse 17, and then verses 19 to through 20, God delivering Israel from Babylon will again prove that he alone is God and that he has an unfailing love toward Israel. God never intended for foreign gods to be associated with him in any way. I say it again. God never intended for foreign gods to be associated with him in any way. No other gods has the power to deliver Israel from Babylon. My friend, that authority and power belongs exclusively to Jehovah God. God would not deliver captive Israel until she put away her foreign gods and placed her trust in him alone. 
But I'm not just talking about Israel. Allow me to talk to you right now. Perhaps some of you are facing difficulties because you have not put away things that's impeding your power and potential in Christ. God wants to do more than what you are delivering, what he see you delivering. God wants to do wondrous things to you, through you and to you. God wants to use you in a mighty and a marvelous way. God wants to see you rise up to your God-given potential, but you are holding on to some of these idols of the world and some of this stuff in your heart that's impeding uh, your potential for Christ. For some of you, it's anger. Some of you have come in here angry. Some of you perhaps are angry at your husband. There's a subtle angel anger. Perhaps your husband don't even know that wife is that angry at you. A wife at the husband. Some children are angry. Uh, there are relatives that are angry. I've never seen such angry people. You blow your horn uh, because somebody is sleeping at the red light, and they'll turn around and blow your brains out. Just angry because you blew your horn. You better wait and just pray and say, Lord, I pray they move. I'm not going to honk that they move. You don't know what fool is in front of you and what fool is behind you. You Good things come to those who know how to wait. But some of y'all, your anger will move you ahead of God. You've been too angry and you're killing yourself. You're just killing yourself. You're stressing yourself out. Hard on your heart. Ulcers. Nervous breakdown. Simply because you're mad. You're mad about something in the past. You're mad about circumstances. You're mad about something that somebody did to you back in 1942. Listen, you can't go back into yesterday and fix it. Except for things you can't change. Ask God to help you get over it and forgive yourself. Forgive the person who hurt you and then move on. Some of you, your pride is impeding your potential for Christ. Nobody can tell you nothing. You, you, you strong will. You headstrong. You cocky. You, I know this. Don't tell me. I know. You can't tell me. So, shut up. Be quiet. Pride. Uh, the way you treat your wife. Some of you just dog your wife out. Maybe you verbalize her in a wrong way. Some of you just trashing your husband and you're putting your husband's business all in the street. What happened to your house ought to stay at your house. It ought to be all down the street and texting and your, your house business on that text and emailing stuff all over the town. And all folk all the way over in Germany know what's going on in your house. Shame on you. Shame on you. Husbands and children are at, at odds. At odds. Fathers and children, husbands and wives. Some of you are unfaithful. And that's why you can't reach your God-given potential. How are you going to reach your God-given potential being unfaithful to God? You come to church once a month and then say, God, use me. That's right. Yeah. We'll come to Lord's Supper like we're going to have this evening, a holy communion. Won't do those things because that's too much church. Well, you're telling me you don't want to go to heaven. No clocks in heaven. All eternity, we're going to be worshiping and glorifying God. By the way, no basketball in heaven. No football in heaven. No soccer. Well, you say, well, what is in heaven? Jesus in heaven. I'm going to tell you something. He's enough. When you start gazing at the glory of God, when you look at his hair, when you look at his eyes like bronze of fire, when you look at his feet like polished bronze, and when you see the rainbow around the throne, and when you see the, the nails in his hand that redeemed you, and when you see the feet uh, where the, the, the nails went through, you will know him, and you will see him, and you'll be so busy gazing at the streets of gold and gazing at all of the celestial city and looking at all the sights and sounds. Oh, my God. Throw the basketball away. You, you forget about it. You have a pick skin won't mean nothing to you because Jesus will be the center of the attraction. Why don't you say amen? 
If heaven don't make you happy, go on, go to hell then. Go on, go to hell. I tell you what, you're not going to be happy down there. You're not going to be happy down there talking about, oh, we're going to have a party. Ain't no party in hell. Stop that. Stop that. Ain't no lights down there. Your light go out and you think you'll be dancing and shaking your ribs. Ain't none of that in hell. You know, you go, oh, well, I got some good company down there. Yeah, you down there with demons, the devil, and you, you down there with every demonic person that rejected Christ. It's miserable. You die and never die. You're burning and never consumed. Out of darkness. I mean, your teeth chattering. You got teeth that won't even wear out from chattering. You got you got a body that won't even burn up. No jail breaks. Uh, no plea bargains. Uh, uh, none of that stuff. And how long is it? Forever, forever. And no one can deliver you. You know what? God don't put you in hell. You go there by your own choosing. Why should God force you in his heaven? You don't, you reject the Bible. You reject the Holy Spirit. You don't want to come to church. You want to have it your way. And you don't want God orchestrating your life, directing your life, guiding your life. You don't want to live holy. You want to do it your way, have it your way. God says, I let you have it your way. And then I let you go to hell. You can go there by your own choosing. And when you get down there, don't, don't cry and ask me to come get you. I ain't coming. You go there by your own choosing. He said, you reject me, I give you what you ask for, for all eternity. My friends, some of you are unfaithful. You're unfaithful to your family. You're unfaithful uh, to your church. You're unfaithful to yourself. You're not even working on your spiritual life, which ends up with spiritual dryness. You, many of you are just negative. Everything is negative. If, if you see the glass half full, your partner going to say, your wife or husband say, well, it's half empty. You know, everything is, if it's wrong, you can find it. She sang off key. Well, you get up and sing. He preached too slow. Well, you get up and preach. The announcement's too long. Well, you make an announcement. Technology, you, in your way. You, you run home to get your, 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 your cell phone, but won't go home and get your Bible. Pornography is rampant, not only with men, but women and boys and girls and some old sugar daddies. On, on this stuff, looking at it. And, and, and you know, and the worst thing to be is an old wicked man. You old wicked woman. The older you get, the more wicked you are. And that, that, that's sad, my friends. And some of you are, can't grow because of your spirit of unforgiveness, because of hurt and betrayal and all these kinds of things. Uh, I, would, I submit to you today, like Israel, God will not deliver or empower you to do the work of, a mini- of the ministry until you put away these things. God empowers those who live holy and have an undivided allegiance to him alone. Leviticus chapter 11, verse 45 says, For I am the Lord who bring you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. You shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. Isaiah 45, 21b also says, uh, have not I the Lord and there is no other God besides me, a just God and a savior. There is none besides me. God is going to deliver Israel because he loves her. The same God who delivered Israel knows exactly where you are today and what you are going through. Like Israel, God loves you with an unfailing love. He loves you in spite of yourself. He loves you at your best. He loves you at your worst. I'm so glad God doesn't treat me like I treat him. I don't know what to do. We all be gone. We all be gone. I'm glad that that I can repent and 
of my sins and turn to the true and living God. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Since Christ alone is God and Savior, no one else can deliver. Since God alone is God and Savior, there's not another person who can rescue you out of your situation. Since God alone is God and Savior, no one can reverse God's plan for Israel or God's plan for you. Israel's existence today is evidence that God's plan for her will not fail. Her very existence as a nation is living proof of God's power. Did you hear what I just said? Israel's very existence as a nation is living proof of God's power. Many nations, such as the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Amalekites, Ammonites, the Jebusites, the Edomites, the Canaanites, they are no longer in existence. When last time you heard about the Canaanites or the Amalekites in world and national news, you won't find, you know why? They are, they've come and they've all gone. But the nation of Israel still exists today, which proves that she is God's chosen covenant people. Beloved, absolutely no one can destroy the Jewish people. Did you hear what I just said? Absolutely no one can destroy the Jewish people. Did you hear what I said? I'm saying it because I mean what I say. I mean it with all my heart. Absolutely no one can destroy the Jewish people. But I want to tell you something. Even when you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, when you live for him, when you die for him, listen, they may kill your body, but they can't kill your soul. And even if there was a, if somebody was to knock me off or to, or to kill you, they haven't killed the church. I mean, every time the church went in persecution, she began to spread like wildfire. All, maybe that's what the church needed, some good old-fashioned persecution. Some of y'all got too comfortable in here. You sit up and you yawn in church. Maybe we, maybe we, I don't want to act for it, but you know, I, I'm not looking for it, but maybe we need more pressure on us. Then we wake up and we pull together and we come together and pray. I was so excited about us in that prayer meeting last Wednesday when all of us were stretched out on that floor, crying out to God for repentance of our sins. We weren't talking about our mama. We weren't talking about daddy, brothers or sisters. We weren't talking politics. We were crying out for our own soul's sake, crying out for our own sin, stretched out before God. Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. If you withdraw yourself from me, where shall I go? It's time for us to stretch. Stretch out before God. Get serious about God. Cry out to God. Repent before God and come back to God. Why don't you say hallelujah? My friends, in spite of all of Israel's persecution, she is still vibrant and existing today as a nation and God's chosen people. The king of Egypt could not destroy her. The waters of the Red Sea could not drown her. The gallows of Haman could not hang her. The great fish could not digest her. The fiery furnace could not consume her. The lions could not devour her. A false prophet could not successfully curse her. An evil dictator could not, anni- not, could not annihilate her. Why? Because of Jeremiah chapter 46, verse 28. It says, do not fear, O Jacob, my servant, says the Lord, for I am with you, for I will make a com- complete end of all the nations. That's the Amalekites, the Hittites, the Amorites, and all those other ites. I'll make a complete end of them, but ha- look, I will rightly correct you. In other words, I'm not going to leave you unpunished. For I will not leave you wholly unpunished. In other words, I'm going to get you for, for, for being naughty. 
for rebelling against me and doing what I told you not to do. Even in her rebellion, in Israel's rebellion, God chastens her for the purpose of restoration, but has not cast her away. Uh, in Romans chapter 11, verses 1 and 2a, it says, I say then, has God cast away his people? What people? Israel. This is, this is, this is Paul talking. Has God cast away Israel? He says emphatically, certainly not. Certainly not. I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham and of the tribe of Benjamin. Verse two, God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. Verse 13, it says, indeed, before the day was, I am he speaks of God's preexistence before creation. All of the gods have a beginning and an end, which means you cannot trust in useless temporal idols of this world, but you can take refuge in the everlasting God. The Lord can be trusted because he has no beginning and no end. The Lord can be trusted because he existed in eternity past. He exists now in the present and he will exist in eternity future which means you can always trust and depend on him. In Psalms uh, chapter 90, verse 2, it says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you ever had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. He's always has been, is, and will always be God all by himself. Little gods come and go, but God will always be God. And you can take comfort in him. You can hope in him. You you can take refuge in him because he is the everlasting God. Uh, Verses 14 and 15 says, Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I will send to Babylon and bring them all down as fugitives. The Chaldeans who rejoice in their ships, I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. The Lord speaks with authority and leaves no doubt as to who is speaking. He identifies himself as Lord, Redeemer, and the Holy One of Israel. The Babylonians will use the Persian Gulf as well as the Tigris and Euphrates River in a futile attempt to escape the Persian, but it's not going to work. They're going to be overthrown. Israel's creator and king was the one who redeemed Israel from bondage in Egypt. He will also overthrow the, overthrow the Chaldean Empire, the Babylonians, rescue Israel, set her free, and bring the Jews back to their land the land of Israel. Beloved, the same God that delivered Israel from Babylonian captivity is able to deliver you in due time if you trust him alone for healing, if you trust him alone for provision for those of you who are in need. For those of you who are downcast, God will lift up your heavy hearts. For those of you who are hurting, for those of you who are in pain, For those of you who are depressed, for those of you who've been uh, betrayed, God will deliver you. He'll deliver you from the addictions of drugs and crack and cocaine and alcohol and pornography. God is an emancipating God and he'll give you peace like only he can give. But you got to turn to Jesus and you have to accept him on his terms. I love that great passage in Romans chapter 15, verse four, which says, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. 
John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Some of you got troubled hearts. You're troubled about many things. But when you look to Jesus, when you read the word of God, it brings comfort and hope to your heart. And neither will you be afraid. In closing, remember what the scripture says in Isaiah 43, 2-3a. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. People of God, the Lord will keep his promise. Do you believe that? The Lord will keep his promise. He will not leave or forsake you. Therefore, be strong in the Lord, in the power of his strength. The God you serve is infinitely greater than the obstacles you face. I say it again. The God you serve is infinitely greater than any obstacle you face. And the strength God provides is greater than any satanic attacks that come against you. Take comfort in these words from the psalmist in Psalms 27, 1, 2, and 3, which says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. Beloved, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And rest assured and be assured that with God, nothing is impossible. Repeat it after me. With God, nothing is impossible. Look, oh, you, 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 don't, you, you don't mean that because if you, if you meant it, you say it with passion. Say it like you really mean it. Say it with all your heart. I mean, I want you to raise up your voice and take the roof off. With God, nothing is impossible. With God. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing, 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 nothing is impossible. Jesus is on the throne. Walk in faith and hold to his hand and watch him work. All God's children said, blessed be the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you for this message. Oh, God, the message you gave Israel can be transferred to us today. We realize the church is not Israel. When we disobey God, we set the stage for our impending destruction. God is our only hope. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We must walk by faith and not by sight. We must obey God and look to the hills from whence cometh our help. And where does our help come? It comes from who made heaven and earth. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.